3: Your summer is winding up. I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, but it's training camp season, and you should be thrilled about that. We're going to check in live with the Chiefs and the Saints later on this hour of Good Morning Football, and they will keep the camp coverage going on Inside Training Camp presented by Old Spice, but still coming up on our show. This show, it's called Good Morning Football. We are presented by Rocket Mortgage live in New York City, Wednesday, August 2nd. My name is Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brandt. That is Jason McCordy, Peter Schrager, guys. Scale of one to ten, excitement level for the fact that real football is being played tomorrow.
4: Oh, oh good. a twelve.
3: Okay. Oh, great!
5: I got some some news. I guess oh, Peter, it's Jason Brownlee should be good to go for tomorrow's game. That's <laughs> it. Heard
2: from the Jets. If you're just tuning in, Whoa. Peter, yes. contextualize for us. Good luck, Jason Brownlee.
5: is the undrafted wide show. receiver <laughs> got hurt in practice yesterday. There was a lot of worry that he wouldn't be at the Hall of Fame game for his debut. He's rolling. The hope is that he is going to play. The expectation is. So, Jason Brownlee fans, get ready.
3: It's uh, time for the sleep block. Block. block for only winning three games last season. There are some pretty high expectations for the Chicago Bears and their quarterback in particular, Justin Fields. His head coach, Matt Eberflus, who Kyle Brandt discovered that has a great personality when he uh, was yeah. in Chicago. I like him. Swung by inside training camp yesterday and told Stacy Dales and Scott Pioli about the growth he's seen so far from Justin Fields.
6: Yeah, I just think it's the experience factor. You know, he's in the offense one more year, and he's doing a really good job of taking all the concepts in as he did last year. But it's just it's a second time through it, and uh, the skill sets. You know, that Ryan has added, his staff has added, and and, you know we've all been on board with all those guys. Is you're throwing to more skill, and that's what you're seeing out there, and it's exciting to watch.
3: So, Fields is throwing to more skill guys, got another year in the system. The Bears offense, we talked to Steelers before, kind of same question applies. Does this thing really open up for the Bears this season, Kyle? Is this where it really locks in?
2: That's the hope, and that's the plan, and they have the personnel to do it. Mm-hmm. Let me start with Matt Eberflus. I go to the Bears facility last weekend. I start talking to the people who were there all day, and night, security people, media people, and I say, listen... If you ranked the 32 head coaches Mm -hmm. in terms of recognizability or national imprint, he might be 32nd. I don't think anyone could pick him out of a lineup. A few minutes later, this great guy, Brandon Faber, who works for the Bears, says... Do you want to meet Coach? I said, hell yes, I want to meet That's Coach. Calvin. She was incredible. All but takes me by the hand, walks into Coach Ibraflusa's office before oh, wow. practice. Now, he had heard that my son, Calvin, was going to be there that day. I walk into Coach's office. And I go, Coach. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's Calvin? And I was, like, totally disarmed by that. He goes, I got something for him. He gives me the little gift for Calvin. is incredible. This guy is twisted steel, first of all. Like, looks like he's in great shape. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing these Jordan 1 lows that he tells me the Bears coaching staff is going to wear on the sideline okay. as a staff this year, and he is all energy, big handshake, guy who works out a lot, guy who is all about football, tells him, Peter, you weren't here for this. He's got this shrine to all the Bears Hall of Famers behind his desk, and when free agents or rookies come in, he tests them on how many they know, and at the end of the meeting, he goes back, he goes, now, what do you remember? And he's like, do you know that that is Dick Butkus or whoever? So what I'm saying is, he may not be super (laughs) famous nationally, it's fine. He is a bolt of electricity, mm. super positive, and very excited about this team and this offense. Can,
5: can I tell you, I had a similar experience with him. I was at an event Super Bowl weekend, and this woman comes over and is like, hey, um, Kelly, Matt Eberflus's wife,
2: Kelly Eberflus, I met Kelly as well. Oh.
5: Lovely woman, but yes. they, she said, Matt would like to meet. So we talked for a while. Eberflus is erudite. He's smart. He's, he's calling you offer, right now. Him, Hi, Kelly. He's complete, but he's also like all Bears, I think Uh, what you said is important. And I don't (laughs) think it's for the gimmick and for the fan base, but like, being the coach of the Bears is important. It wasn't just being coach of any NFL team. I think that really sings in that market. It does.
3: Uh, who is that? Who's calling you right now in the middle of Good Morning Football? Uh,
5: someone named Spam Risk.
3: Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, your, your people know what you do from 7 to 10. I don't know. Should I have
5: not said the Brownlee is playing in the. Pr- no, oh. you blew it. You got to clear oh. that with the news desk, <laughs> Peter. What are, you, what are you doing here? Yeah.
2: Uh, Peter's getting calls from. You got right, emails from Mailer Damon, I think, too, you should pay attention to. Um, coach Eberflus gets on the mic, talks to the crowd. He goes, Hey, Bears fans, Coach Fluss here. He goes, oh, back by Coach Flus, so we as a show will refer to him as Flus. Now, part of the reason he's so excited: Bears at home, Week One versus the Packers. Yep. Very important game, meaning a lot more things than just starting 1-0. There's a lot of electricity there. You heard the fields from the Fields comedy says, "I'm going to throw for 4,000 yards yeah. this year." He's going to have to hit all those guys a lot. They have the talents, second year under the coordinator. I believe in the head coach, and I believe in the Bears' offense. I do.
5: I, I, it's funny, because can I bring that, bring that same screen up? Because I really think the Komet-Tunyon thing is really cool, too. I think two tight ends, you run that personnel, and suddenly mm-hmm. you've got different things that can open up. You didn't mention the backfield. In passing, you said, oh, they got Khalil Herbert. The Bears historically have not been a team that says, oh, the running back is like the sixth most important position. I think that's fascinating to me. If this Bears offense is going to take off in the NFC North with the weather in Lambeau and the weather in Chicago, who is going to take the Rock and be that guy? Remember, they they looked at David Montgomery in the eyes and were like, we're good without you. He's a lion. Go, Go be a Detroit Lion, our arch rivals. I think this is fascinating because they're saying fields more. I think Mooney's going to have a really big year yeah, in it. this offense. I think Getzey is a pass-first guy with what they've got going on. But who's going to be the running back? And what a big 30,000-foot you know conversation as we're talking about Saquon and we're talking about Jonathan Taylor and we're talking about Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott not on teams. The Bears are basically like, take a look at our Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, you know, two tight end set. And these two wide receivers, running back, we'll see who steps up. Yeah. Like that is the opposite of saying, hey, Christian McCaffrey, here's 18 million dollars, oh, no. and we're gonna go from there. So interesting philosophy from the Chicago Bears, a cold weather team. Historically, Walter Payton, Neil Anderson, you go down the list, Thomas Jones, you go down the list of the great Bears running backs, mm-hmm. they're basically saying. Khalil Herbert and some other guys yeah Khalil Herbert is our lead guy right mm-hmm. now yeah, yeah. and saying we're still good like yeah. let's go so I think it's mm-hmm. fascinating to see who steps up mm-hmm.
4: what I loved about what you guys both said is Matt Eberflus like they didn't want to meet Coach like Matt Eberflus wanted, wanted to meet, to meet them. Peter oh, yeah, yeah. Schrager yeah, like bring Kyle Brandt to, to me. me I don't, I don't need, know if that's how I need Almost to meet Kyle Brandt and
3: then bestowed <laughs> a gift upon his child
4: you are incredibly generous can you please go ask if Peter Schrager would meet me I, I, at some point, we don't
3: look him right in the eyes.
4: Floos, Coach Flus. <laughs> Me and Jamie, we exist too. <laughs> nice we're, to meet you. we're part of the GMFB fam. Yeah, they're so everyday watchers. If you ever have a minute, up, Kelly, we'd, we'd love to meet you. Mm-hmm. Zoom, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, this offense taking the next jump. Uh, I look at Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator. Last year, he comes over there from the Green Bay Packers. He has Justin Fields as his quarterback. Early on in the season, they struggle, and you're watching games, and it's just like. Why are we making Justin Fields a pocket passer? It's not working. They need to figure something out. They lose a Thursday night game. They have a mini bye week. And then week seven, they head to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots on a Monday night. And at this point, we don't expect much from the Bears. And next thing you know, Justin Fields had some designed runs. He's throwing the ball all over the field. And they beat up on the Patriots bad. And I look at that, it was a turning moment. Obviously, the Bears' season didn't go as planned, but we saw a different side of Justin Fields, and a lot of it was him making plays with his feet. Second year under Luke Getty as his offensive coordinator, you build a relationship, you start to understand expectations from both player and from coach. Now it's how do we implement this passing game in a way where Fields is very comfortable, where he's making throws from outside the pocket, where he's being able to anticipate throws. I look at that connection between Getzy and between Justin Fields, and I think that's going to be what takes him to a next level if we see Justin Fields throwing for that 4,000 yards, what he spoke about a few weeks ago.
3: You know, you're kind of selling me, Kyle, on that screen you pulled up about what we talked about in the first hour of the show, which is the dark horse offense. Mm, I'm not saying they're going to lead the league, but they have a Falcons-like feel to them that for as atrocious as it was at times, and I find that word offensive yet applicable at the same time. I know. I'm sorry, Bears. I think it could play here if all those factors can click together. I like to do a a bit of a schedule litmus test for each team. I just like to pick a week. And in my mind, I tell myself, I will know about this team by this week. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the Bears by week three because they open up against the Packers, Mm. but then they play somebody week two, but then it's the Chiefs week three. Chiefs week three. So the Chiefs now are the litmus test for me for the Lions week Mm -hmm. one. And then by week three, as long as they do not get their doors blown off by the Chiefs in week three, the Bears have something. Mm -hmm. The Bears have something. Mm -hmm. Buccaneers in week two. Buccaneers Mm -hmm. week two, thank you. Not as much as the litmus test as I was looking for. They should
2: beat the Bucs. They should, The week one game is the biggest Bears game in three years. Really, you cannot start the season (laughs) and have Jordan Love come into Soldier Field and be like, I also own you guys. Like, you have to, this is a new beginning. Like, Rodgers is gone. We have a whole new deal here. You have to win that game. You really, really do. I think just psychologically, mentally, for the city and the town and the team, you got to beat the Jordan Love Packers in your house. I know
5: the Fox schedule, but, like, is that an Olsen-Burkhart game? Like, it's a 425 Packers. I would think that's their number one crew, yeah.
2: right? I like, right, so. The, yeah. the intrigue on Olsen's both those teams. Olsen's a former Bear. And, yeah. you know, yeah. They put them on that, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's a premier game, I and know. it's we don't know anything about either team. I know. Fields Peter. versus Love. It's kind of cool. Peter
3: Here's a question, Erin Andrews. She's doing the Fox broadcast that weekend. Do you think she covers the angle that Cole Komet's sister Frankie is dating Lucas Van Ness, mm. the new draft pick for the Green Bay Packers? Do you think we go there?
5: Jamie, you're good. I, I didn't even know that. I forgot about that from the yeah, draft. Erin, okay. totally if you're watching, forgot about it. Erin, I think that might be the lead opening. That to be the opening. I mean, hit.
3: that like. is not only is it the best game of the or the the most interesting game for the Bears last ten years. Like there are interpersonal dramas happening yeah. here.
2: She needs the half and half jersey like Brady Quinn's sister.
5: Does she mention that Luke Getzey was Jordan Love's first quarterback's coach in the NFL, and now he's got Justin? There's so much interest. We, in we should do the game. Let's
2: go. I have a nugget for Aaron. That test that Coach Eberflus does retest. He, he said the best we've ever had at that game, Darnell Wright. The rookie right tackle out, out of here. Tennessee. Really? He as said, a, as a-, a 21-year-old kid said wow. he knew it. Said it's the best he's ever had. There's your nugget, Johnny Lou Jack. No, he knew it. He knew it. Red grains, all <laughs> of them.
3: Lujak, he knew it. Oh, that is that felt good. Bears talk leading the nine Why o'clock not? hour. Uh, inside training camp yeah. live. We got people at the Bears. Uh, it's coming your way at 10 a.m. Eastern. Just in about I can't do math. 40 minutes or so. Uh, check out the list of guests we have scheduled to appear today. That is Travis Kelsey. You're looking at Michael Thomas. You're looking at Odell Beckham Jr. Live at practice, and then Bill Belichick is about to meet with his mm. old buddy, old pal, Scott Pioli.
2: Jamie, you know what I want to hear? Michael Thomas is the most intriguing one of all of us. Yes! Them. He's going to speak? <laughs> Satan say what? Like, he doesn't speak. I love that.
3: Mm-hmm. We got you covered across the NFL. Inside training camp live following us here at 10 a.m., but we still have some time with other to the
2: Is the Super Bowl repeat? It's very rare. Mahomes has never done it. Is it going to happen this year? Inside look from Chiefs camp. Yes!
0: Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula 1 Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com/now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
7: This is the
1: lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities.
7: Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary.
3: It's got pioli up in New England. Guys, what's up from Patriots camp?
8: Gorgeous day out here in Foxborough, Scott. You can't beat this. The fans are already filing in for practice that gets going in about an hour or so here. You spent a long time in this organization, Scott. Tell me about how Bill Belichick and company try to use this setting in training camp as sort of a foundation for their success.
9: You know, Tom, the important part of training camp for, for Bill and his staff, you know, and it also goes to the personnel staff and, and Matthew Groh, is they've identified the talent. Right now, it's about evaluating the talent, but also developing the talent because player development in this program is critical you know as we know very often bill and his staff will go outside of the box and some of the people they take now, a couple of years ago was it in 2020 they picked up kyle duggar from from lenore ryan in the second round people weren't sure i know this they absolutely love this football player and he keeps getting better and better last year it was cole strange the offensive guard for chattanooga the utc i remember and I've heard the whispers about how well he's developing. So this is a really important part of the program for the Patriots. The teaching that goes on here, this is a hallmark of the Patriots program. Everyone thinks that, you know, they're just getting through training camp. No, they're not just getting through it. (laughs) They're making sure that they develop these young players. Tell me what else is on your mind. You're coming out here. What else are you looking for today? To me, again, it's going to be the player development, but it's also I'm curious to see the coaching staff and the interaction. People have talked about the coaching staff. I feel great about this coaching staff because I know so many of these people. I just want to see what some of the new interactions are because I know when there was success here, There was always good chemistry between the coaches and the coaching staff, which manifested itself into the players playing well. I've heard that it's going really, really well right now, and I want to see it for myself, Tom. Bill
8: O'Brien back as the offensive coordinator. coordinator. Joe Judge now, technically assistant to the
9: head head coach, but he's working a lot with the special teams as well. Important role, too, because Joe is a really good information guy. He sees a lot of things and communicates a lot of things with Bill because, you know, one of the things about Bill, too, is he has to have important people around him that help him see everything. And I know Joe Judge is an important set of eyes and a voice to Bill.
8: Speaking of Bill, I know you're interviewing him very shortly here. So you better get in position because if you're Uh, late for that, I know it's not happening, I guarantee you he's later than I am. (laughs) I guarantee you. (laughs) Matt Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster are going to join us as well. Jamie, it should be a fun day out here in Foxborough.
3: Absolutely. You guys look great. Enjoy the weather. It looks beautiful. We'll see you at the top of the hour for Inside Training Camp. That is Tom Palacero and Scott Pioli. Scott, go on. Get to your interview. You know don't be late, get in position, so, go. don't hold the microphone go too close to Bill Belichick. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Will Selva out on the West Coast, who doesn't have to battle the microphone whatsoever the way we've seen Belichick oh. do at training camp this week. How are you, Will, and what else we need to know within the AFC East?
7: Uh, what's going on there, Jamie? Uh, there is a lot going on, which is a football game, a live football game is happening tomorrow. The Jets and the Browns getting ready to kick things off tomorrow mm. in the Hall of Fame game. Aaron Rodgers recently reworking his contract to take a pay cut of $35 million to help add pieces around him. Well, here's Aaron talking about the
4: negotiations. I feel great about what I'm making. It wasn't really a negotiation, like back and forth, me starting at 50 and then starting at and meeting somewhere it was an easy conversation between uh, much of it between me and Joe just talking about the state of the team and the opportunities that could be out there that are out there now that could be out there. This to me is a win-win-win for everybody.
7: Well, staying in New York, Giants defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence lending himself a four-year contract extension after posting a career-high seven-and-a-half sacks in 2022. But as he told our very own Judy Batista on Inside Training
0: Camp Live, there's something he likes a lot better than that individual stuff. Two defenses that stopped to run, that just looks... Amazing, you know, <laughs> better than the sacks, better than better than the sacks in a way because this is the whole team is on the whole defense. Is sacks is like an individual type of thing, but when you stop the run as a team, it's like everybody's swarming to the ball, everybody's tackling the running back. Like, you just it's just different feeling.
3: A blast on a Wednesday. It's time for Built for Success presented by Rocket Mortgage. But nothing more fun than sending it out to guys that are going to be on inside training camp from Kansas City later on. Andrew Siciliano, Michael Robinson, and James Palmer. Specifically, M. Rob, I am happy for you that you are uh, in a cooler climate that is more suitable for your Thank television you. working.
6: Thank you. Are you okay? Today? I'm good. I'm okay. good, man. This yeah, is great right I'm now. good. This is awesome, man. Yeah. Hopefully, it stays like this, guys. Hopefully. We we'll had see.
8: some light rain earlier. That's my, my one thing about ITC. We always do the weather report. So let's do the weather report <laughs> first, right? We have multiple fans here. It's overcast. The rain has gone away. And right now, it, it kind of feels breezy for what will be the ninth practice. Ninth practice. How's about yes. to say. Yes. The ninth yeah, practice of practice. Look, Chiefs camp. Like, it feels like this camp. I know the Browns and the Jets play tomorrow. They got in early. It feels like this camp has been going forever. The Chiefs have a lot of work to do. Nobody has gone back-to-back won back-to-back Super Bowls. They had a chance a couple of years ago, couldn't do it, the Bengals happened, in 20 years since the Patriots did. As we see them on the field today, M. Rob, what are you looking forward to seeing to see if they are on the right path?
6: Well, obviously, uh, a year ago, the big question was, what's going to happen with this offense without Tyreek Hill, without that without that explosive threat? And honestly, guys, I thought it was going to give this offense some issues. I thought it was going to give Patrick Mahomes some issues. And he said, no, nah, Mike, Rob, I'm just going to break the scrimmage yards record and all of those things through for over 5,000 yards, all of those things, won an MVP, won another Super Bowl. He just went out there and, and, and got it done. So I'm just going to see what new star is going to, emerge? Who's going to be the new guys on the outside? You got Sky Moore getting more reps with the ones. Just who's going to be that guy that's going to actually show up early in the season? And how can Patrick Mahomes continue to take the next steps? Right. What does this version of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, offense looks like? And guys, we've been hearing that it's been a hard camp, and Always. I think it's a it, it's a reason why um, Andy Reid puts on a tough a tough camp because we are football. This is for football, and it is a physical sport, and obviously if you put your guys through the ringer early on in camp it it it, it forces uh, better football early in the season so yeah man i'm just interested to see how this offense and how patrick mahomes can make some new stars of tomorrow and you mentioned that Emre, how
10: how these practices go all those reps that are out there mm-hmm. Kadarius Toney, who was supposed to be their number and one number wide guy. receiver, goes down with the meniscus tear, uh, partial tear. They're hoping he's back by week one. That's up in the air right now. He is here. He's watching you know, film with Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the receivers. But Mahomes is looking at it like, okay, All these reps that you're talking about, these Andy Reid practices that go on forever. There's 90-yard periods that the (laughs) offense has to drive. It's guys like Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and Justin Ross. Remember him shining in 2018 at Clemson? He's here. He's been getting some reps with the ones. It's all these new faces, and Mahomes almost embraces it during camp to try to build new chemistry, try to find new guys to play with. And, oh, yeah, I love that we brought up Tom Brady and the Patriots' last team to repeat. Who's now in the quarterback room? with Patrick Mahomes, Blaine Gabbert, who just Mm -hmm. spent the last couple of years with Tom Brady, and that's all Pat has been doing, I'm told, is just picking the brain of Blaine Gabbert, asking him, (laughs) what was Tom doing? What was Tom doing? He wants to be the
8: next guy to repeat. We'll see how chippy this camp here today gets as well. They're coming off an off day, and Monday really wasn't much of a heavy practice. They had three straight days in pads, so they had their 10-10-10 period, kind of a lighter deal. But it did get heated over the weekend. Travis Kelsey threw a punch. It was hot outside. Huffles. It was yeah. very, very you know. hot. It was nearly two-and-a-half-hour practice when, when he did throw that punch. He's apologized on Twitter. He's going to be sitting in one of these chairs a little bit later. So we will ask Travis Kelsey about getting heated, about repeating it, about about that friendship bracelet that he tried to send Taylor yeah. Swift, but it never got there. Don't put Why an
10: end
2: not? to it, Andrew. Did There's still always
8: the a chance. Has Swift reached out shoot since then? I don't know. We'll ask him about that. Also, you mentioned some of the young players. One of them, an undrafted rookie running back named Daneric Prince has oh, been, been turning wrong. heads. You remember Isaiah Pacheco last year, picked yep. 251, seventh round pick. He played in the Super Bowl. He had a great year. Well, there's a new Isaiah Pacheco here. We'll have Pacheco here to ask him mm-hmm. what he thinks about the That's guy. That's the problem
6: now. with the running back market, man. Doing and new guys board. every single year, last man. year, Come on, man.
8: All of that is coming up, and I kind of feel like one of the Netflix show, right? The quarterback show, because it always begins with you guys back in New York from Good <laughs> yep. Morning Football yeah. talking about the Chiefs, <laughs> setting here. it up. And then we go to Kansas City. Then we have our scene in Kansas City, and now – you guys take it away, Jamie, to bridge to are you doing the Vikings next with Kirk Cousins, I'm assuming? <laughs>
3: Uh, I wish no we were actually gonna you know it's such a shocker Ceciliana. we're gonna go back and talk about the Jets some more I mean who would have seen that coming oh, here go. on Good Morning okay, Football frankly okay. any football program and Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. that's the goal Palmer that's the goal uh, thanks guys stay yeah. cool uh, back at Jets because training camp residuals. because it's been like seven minutes we haven't talked about them uh, the team had a special guest to help break down their huddle yesterday man? All right, I want
4: to um, do a quote <laughs> from Bill Parcells, is that all right with y'all? All right. You can fool the whole world down the highway of years and take pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you cheat the man in the glass. Jets on three? One, two, three. Yes!
6: three.
4: I'm tang forever, tell him stop playing with <laughs> you. <laughs> oh God. Oh, it's funny, these young kids have no idea. They have no idea have no whatsoever. Idea. Let me put this off to music. Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. Method Man proclaiming you'll get all the home games hug with Aaron Rodgers. Breaking it down for the Jets at practice at training camp. Peter, your thoughts on Method Man.
5: M-E-T-H-O-D. Man. Um, amazing. I want the whole crew there, though. I want everyone coming from Shaolin uh, right there, in uh, coming right from Staten Island. I want the entire... I love this stuff because...
2: I'm a Ghostface guy. I, ghost so
5: I, I love it. Liquid Swords. Um, you look right here at uh, Rogers talking to Method Man. You're like, all right, Rogers, Rogers is 39 years old. Perfect. This is right yeah. in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I think Wu-Tang is, a, is an important part of hip-hop culture. But, of course, New York, New Jersey, Staten Island, Jersey, right there. That is so cool to me, and I love that Rogers respects it. And I think that red practice jersey, mm. that's really cool also.
4: Yeah, it is. You see Method Man? Yeah, Come on, Method right? Man's that's 52. Huge. He's on the cover of Men's Health. It was a special issue for, like, hip-hop 50 years. Him, 50 Cent. Busta Rhymes is huge now. R.I.P. Old Dirty Bastard, Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Um this is so cool like Method Man is at practice he's signing a jersey just sign it to Meth that's how i said I'm a Method Man fan. Him, Redman. Like you can go Wu Tang, the whole crew. So I think to Aaron Rodgers, pointing out there, he's like, you hear him talking. He's like, these young kids, they have no idea. You're an old man, and yeah. you get a guy that comes in where maybe only yeah. you and a few of the other vets know. Oh, it's was just cool. This is gonna be on Hard Knocks, probably the whole nine. Seeing Method Man at practice from Long Island, huge Jets fan. Said I've been a season ticket holder forever. He's representative of a lot of Jets fans out there.
2: I'm impressed how good he looks. I'm impressed how energetic he is. 22 years ago, I was doing an experience with MTV and as we're wrapping it up in the summer of 2001, Method Man and Red Man were promoting their movie, How High, oh, remember that? And they were trying to do a cross promotion with the real world on that movie and they showed up to like the house at the end of it and like before oh, wow. they came out, like they, the two of them needed a lot of time in the dressing room. Like, uh, And then once you're like, well, that should be enough. They're like, we need more, more time in the dressing room. And they came out, like could not make words. Like it was, yeah. I couldn't speak. <laughs> So I'm glad to see now. He says he's in his 50s, like looks Nuts. incredible, all on top of his game. And uh, listen, the Jets thing is gonna happen now. If They start winning. The Method Man's, the Leah Schreiber's, it's all happening. Hey, like
5: Sandler, Kevin James, all these guys are gonna
2: it's come. All through. happening.
3: Yeah. Did Method have a couple of his own songs come out, not yes. with Wu Tang? Yeah, solo. Yeah. yeah okay, because yeah, that, thats yeah. where I know Method Man music from. Not, I'm not like
2: yeah, up yeah. on the Wu Tang. You're not a Wu Tang
3: fan. fan. I mean, I. He,
2: he, he was fantastic. He just in one of the regionalized of the 90s, too. like he's with uh, um, Limp Bizkit. Like y- he was on yeah, that. Yeah. That that album was massive. So the expectation for the Jets are high. The question is how high. Mm. So we'll get there. Very good. As yeah. high, as, no method. As, high as, as Method and Redman. Maybe, and maybe so. so. That's 19-0. Oh. That's, that's I want to hear 0, Triumph, yeah. Wu-Tang, in the
5: commercial.
3: Please, game. Hal, please. Um, coming up, can Derek Carr you know get the Saints back in the playoffs this season? <laughs> it's Derek Carr and the Saints, and then it's our own Jane Slater. Live from Saints camp, we have other things we want to discuss with Jane Slater. Mostly the fact that I'm glad she's not in the concussion protocol. Jane got after it at a training oh. camp recently.
7: for more details this is the lunch rush at your local deli orders are flying in online
1: on the phone and in person order for nick so is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush it is with comcast business powering your connected devices with gig speed wi-fi and fast downloads and uploads with comcast business next level speed isn't just possible it's happening Comcast Business, powering possibilities.
7: Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. Good
3: morning football. We still have other news and business to cover with Jane Slater, who's at New Orleans Saints training camp. Before we get to that, Jane, let's talk business. All right. Uh, We know the Saints have a new quarterback under center this season in Derek Carr, but we want to start in the backfield. What is the latest on Alvin Kamara today?
11: Yeah, I think that's something that all Saints fans are keeping an eye on. Good morning to all of you at the breakfast table. Alvin Kamara is expected to meet with the commissioner this afternoon. His goal is to explain his side of the story. He recently pled down what was a felony charge for an altercation outside of a nightclub on the eve of Pro Bowl. That is now a misdemeanor charge. He ended up coming up with community service hours, had to pay the medical bills of the victims. And moving forward, we'll see if there'll be a suspension handed down. We have seen in the NFL they actually don't need this criminal conviction to dole-out discipline. So in his absence, they did go and get Jamal Williams this offseason. Jamal Williams led the NFL last year in touchdowns, also had 1,000 yards on the ground, so they feel really good about him. And another guy to keep your eye on is Kendra Miller. This was a guy I know very well, covered him at TCU Pro Day. The Cowboys were high on him. The Saints picked him up in the third round. Now, he was coming back from an injury. He finally was able to start practicing, and so he'll be out here again today. This will be the third padded practice for the Saints.
4: Yeah, Saints fans everywhere will be eager really waiting to see what happens with Alvin Kamara but they're also waiting to see what's happening with Michael Thomas is he finally going to be healthy back on the field and in full effect Jane what kind of impact can he make on this offense if he's healthy and he's out there
11: well, he's a huge red zone threat, big-bodied guy, a guy that they've missed in the re- wide receiver room. Of course, they've got guys like Chris Olave who really came on last season, but Michael Thomas really gives you an edge, and he keeps talking about Dennis Allen preaching explosive plays, and he says they've got the explosive players. Now, they're managing him because we haven't really seen him out here having a full season since going all the way back to 2019. So many setbacks in the way of injuries, but talking to a bunch of people around here, he seems like he is moving in the right direction. They are, of course, managing him to make sure they're not giving him too much, but he's even talked about just the excitement being back out here and going one-on-one against Marshawn Lattimore, who of course he's got time with back at Ohio State, but we'll be really interested to see what this connection with him and Derek Carr looks like. Derek Carr, before coming here and signing with the Saints, said one of the big reasons he came here was because of the weapon that is Michael Thomas.
2: It's great, Jane, and it's one of the reasons we like talking about the Saints. It's exciting to be talking about Michael Thomas. It's been such a strange last couple of years. It's also exciting to watch you fight Fully commit Slater and just get after it on the field, in camp, going a thousand percent. Here is Jane Slater, hand to the ground and boom, throws the people's elbow. She's all, Jane, just walk us through this in all of your glory, please.
11: All right. I am not the type of person you want to play truth or dare with because I will choose dare every (laughs) single time, Kyle Brandt. And I'm out there with Brian Baldinger and Chris Rose. And if you're around Baldy for just a little bit, first of all, I love Baldy's breakdowns. I learned so much. I'm kind of like Micah Parsons. I soak it all up. But we were out there and he was walking through a couple of drills, you know, swim moves, etc. And he challenged Chris Rose to get on the bag. Chris Rose was smart. He said, I'm not doing it. And I said, mama didn't raise no quitter. So I got out there and. And, uh, needless to say, I'll be wearing a helmet next time. Got my bell rung a little bit. I was nervous I was gonna hear from the commissioner or my bosses for being out there and tackling without thinking about player safety, but learned my lesson, and I hope that a couple film rooms learn how to not tackle.
2: No, it was, oh, I think, it was fantastic. No, it was I, you leveled that thing. I, it says Jane Slater. I thought it was Jackie Slater yeah. for a second. I
4: mean, it was really, really, really good. Guys, we I always miss tackle. That would have been a mystery. Oh. Jason doesn't like it. I like go on. Good effort, though. But you no, know, we got some work to do.
6: Okay.
3: I think Baldy hung out to dry too. We just let that tackling dummy yes. go, and so so such a tough no. ball. Jane, you're an absolute yeah. trooper. Well, you guys will appreciate this. I got home from camp to pick up
11: my dogs, and my dad said, "Jane, what are you doing out there?" He's like, "It's not a good look. It just looks so masculine." <laughs> That's a Texas dad. That's a Texas dad for yeah? you. Dad, like where, do,
2: where do
3: you think I work, Dad? All right? Yeah. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, Slater. <laughs>
2: You're the best. You're the best. Never change, Shane. <laughs> Jane.
3: Peter, we got into something earlier today. Can you tell the good people what was yeah. about?
5: Yeah, Dan, Dan Campbell went on part of my take with the boys and said that uh, he wants a live lion mm-hmm. on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and the NFL said they can't have that. Mm-hmm. So do we have a clip from what? What are we showing? Bill, uh-huh. why don't you lead us here? Let's find see out.
3: We talked about it on Whiteboard. We have the Bengals. Hey, who's that? Hey, what is who's that? that?
5: That, that is Ben This is ridiculous. Bangle. This is 1981. Two, two. 1981. NFL Films has up? the footage. I love you, Bill Henschel. I love the crew out there at Mount Laurel. The best in the business. We mentioned earlier in the show, can you show us actual footage? I don't believe it happened. Here are the Bengals. Actually, in 1981, a team that went to the Super Bowl with Ken Anderson at quarterback. They had a live Bengal on a leash. Is that on a leash? On a leash, yeah.
3: That's solidifies my argument that those Bengals, while powerful, they're ridiculous. not the most massive animals. And now you want to put a yeah. lion on a leash? That's a, Those things were almost yeah, about to rip the arm oh, socket off that let, person. They're, they're don't let
4: the lion be full grown. They're baiting it Yeah, up the crowd. They it's have the a best. little lion Terrible. like one of its young. Here's look. one of your
2: babies. It's going uh, to come up in the crowd. So the Bengals playing, having a good time? Like, I can't believe that existed. No. That was crazy. Two Bengals on a chain. It. They went to right. the Super Bowl. Maybe the lion should consider it. Um, uh,
3: Inside training camp right now.
7: Let's go places.